another ESL podcast, man. I'm your crazy host, Arsenio, as usual. And here we are today talking about our journeys to work. Guys, please, please reach out. Reach out to me in regards to your journeys to work. How long does it take? Do you enjoy it? What do you do during it? How do you maximize your learning time while, of course, creating a university on wheels? There's so many different things that we could do during our commute, right? Now, before I even get into the bulk of this, before you guys hear all my crazy ass stories, let me just give you a nice little article. It says, official, commuting is bad for you. Ah, you can tell the type of mindset we're going to be diving into in regards to this article. Here we go. Quote, millions of rail passengers have health problems because they travel on overcrowded trains. A recent study by the Rail Passengers Council measured the heart rate and blood pressure of commuters on trains, which were crowded. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was, that's, that's not funny. That's, it's, it's interesting, but it's not funny. As a result of the poor conditions of their journey to work, they were stressed even before they arrived to the office. Boy, can I get an amen. Another problem is that trains are often delayed or canceled without warning. The combination of uncomfortable trains and unreliable services can cause a level of tension which is dangerous. Regular commuters can suffer from high blood pressure, anxiety, or even fatal heart conditions as a result. On top of all of this, their season tickets are not cheap. They pay high prices for a poor service, and again, this makes commuters very angry. For the rail companies, it is even cheaper to pay fines than to provide longer trains, putting an extra, I'm sorry, let's stay there. Putting on an extra carriage is not profitable for a train company. Oh my God, well that makes sense to why Thailand is an F fucking track. Oh my God, oh, I just had, I just said an F bomb. Ooh, okay, I just had a black moment. Calm down, Arsenio, calm down. It's gonna be all right. Excuse my French, excuse my French. Shout out to all my folks in France. I love you guys, but excuse my French. Let's keep it going. Okay, I got myself back. Putting on an extra carriage, I will repeat, is not profitable for a train company. It's not worth making the passengers' lives more comfortable. Of course, that's why they don't do it! Calm down. Most of the companies prefer to pay a small fine for overcrowding. Now, again, I've never heard of that before. I'm guessing this just happens in London. <sighs> Trains are canceled. Never heard that before. That happens possibly primarily out there in good old Europe. Now, overcrowded trains. Back in 2018, I had seen this before. Now, remember, keep in mind, I live in Bangkok, Thailand. Trains would be unbelievably overcrowded before the COVID period last, uh, last year. Now, if you were to take a train anytime between 7 and about 8.45, good luck. I remember being on trains around 8 to 8.30, and I would be literally sandwiched between individuals. It would be the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing I, was ever, I had ever been a part of. This is from 2018 to 2019. When companies failed and Satan Square, which is the business district of Bangkok, was no longer the epitome and the epicenter of flourishing businesses, the trains are no longer that crowded, nor would they be because obviously the, the security, they now have lines of people, even after work in Satan Square, they have to wait their turn to get to the platform so it could avoid an overall big squish. 
I've seen people get off trains before. I've seen people collapse. I've seen people faint. I've seen people get waved those, the, the, the ammonia capsules in front of their face so they could wake up after feeling very faint on the train. This is true. Like, this is true right here, right now. Let me hurry up and take that out. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but anyways, like, do you guys get what I'm saying? Like, have you ever been frustrated getting to work because of trains? Now, me, I live in Bangkok, Thailand, guys. This is the worst pollution in the world, top 20 consistently. The worst traffic jams in the world, okay? Manila, New Delhi, all of India, you guys got an upper hand on us. Congratulations. Uh, what is going on? And I'm really afraid because I think this delivery service, because I actually bought a new really comfortable chair, because obviously I do a lot of online coaching. Uh, I really do hope that this uh, delivery service doesn't call me in the midst of my recording, because then I might have to pause it and come back. Who knows? But let's keep it going here. So with that being said about Thailand and Bangkok, what happens is you got everyone, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. One of my students, he lives at a place called Yek Phai Chai. Now that has now an MRT station, which makes it very, very easy to get into the epicenter. So if he were to take an MRT from that location straight in to where he works, it would only take probably about 20 to 30 minutes. However, because he is the executive of Bangkok Bank, he believes that he should drive to work. And from there to the city, listen, it's only about maybe 10 to 13 kilometers. We're talking seven miles, people. But it takes him two and a half hours to travel seven miles. Welcome to Thailand. Welcome to Bangkok, Thailand. This is the type of ridiculousness. Now, again, if you say, well, why do all people have cars there? Well, there, are, there is no formidable transportation in the western suburbs. So this massive road that's going straight into town right here, everyone must take that or the Bangkok Bridge, which is just behind me. And to be honest with you, they, they excuse my French again, they fuck everything up with a ridiculous amount of corruptive construction they got going on. That's right, I-V-E, I literally created an adjective, which I don't even believe I could do that, but I just did so I can modify the hell out of corruption. They extend these contracts in terms of building tunnels, which is happening right here at one of the biggest uh, junctures in all of Bangkok, and it takes them five to 15 years to complete it. Why? The more they milk it out, meaning the more they extend it, the more money they get. And guess well, whose pockets it goes into? Ta -ta -ta -ta! Do you guys get what I'm saying? All right, now let's refocus. <sighs> since then, since 2018, since everybody started collapsing and fainting on the platforms, there are no crushes anymore, okay? This isn't like Japan, okay? I think Shibuya, um, Shinjuku, that area in general, dude, the, 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 that's a train from hell because the, like you would see the people like pushing individuals into the train. Like, I would never want to be a part of that. That is pure insanity, right? But some people, they have no choice. So in saying that, and the point that I'm actually trying to make is, now that there are new rail links, will people take trains? So again, what I'm trying to say here is, Bangkok, Thailand, 
for all my Thai folks who listen to this. You got the green line. This extends across three provinces now versus just two provinces just like a couple years ago, right? If we look at the blue line, which is now extended, it's very easy for me to get to work, no problem. It takes me just 30 minutes to travel 10 kilometers, which is actually very good even compared to taking a bus out there in Las Vegas, Nevada from where I live, which is only about seven miles, to be honest with you, to where I would work, that would take an hour and a half. Why? Too many stops, too many traffic lights, and that's all there is to it. It's not because of traffic, it's because it just sucks in general. <sighs> okay, now coming back to Thailand. Here we go. Let's look into the big picture of everything. Guys, you're listening to me in March in three weeks time. The most important line in all of Thailand will open and this will have so many commuters every single day. This road is called Vipavadi Road and it runs up along the international airport. Guys, you have no idea. To travel down that road, you would have to leave home before 6 a.m. If you leave after 6.30 a.m., it takes you two hours to travel down a road of 20 kilometers in the morning. In traffic. But now because that red line has, is going to open up at the end of this month, holy shit, excuse my French again, you have no idea how much this will benefit, especially those who live in those shitty areas of Bangkok. <laughs> I used to live there, goddammit. It's a place called Runks, and I hate it like I do my next breath. But in saying that, this big, massive, beautiful red train with six carriages. We're talking six carriages, people. That is so that is the largest by far in Thailand. Because guess what? Normally it's four. And for the MRT, which is the blue line, it's only three. So this is now you guys understand. Oh, now I understand why there are so many people on the trains. Not there's not that many goddamn carriages. Going back to the goddamn article. But that goddamn train has six carriages. It goes to the international airport. Will there will they will have the airport rail link extended from there into the other airport on the other side of town. The reason why this is so critical, not only does it travel at 140 kilometers per hour, which is fucking insanely fast compared to all the other trains here in Bangkok, but the simple fact that people are no longer going to have to sit in traffic anymore. This train is free for four months until it officially opens. I do believe it's in July. So everyone is going to get on that train. And guess what? Because it's free, it doesn't matter. It's a six-carriage behemoth of a monster it's only going to take 20 minutes to get to travel 25 kilometers into the main hub of the new station which is going to open at the same time called bangsu grand station from there they could take my beautiful wonderful blue line which is very good and punctual and they'll be able to get to all sectors of town making life easier. That's the only thing I'm going to give props to this country for. Everything else is an absolute travesty, but it's going to bring a lot of jobs and you're gonna be able to connect the Western suburbs in the doggest of shit places by the name of Tailing Chan. Oh, I hate that place like I do my next breath. That place is pure dog shit. Excuse my French again. I've got a foul mouth today, I must apologize. But over there, it's pure shit, but people can take the train straight in. Do you understand, people, that 
they can take the train from there into the city now. And guess what? The biggest buses from up country and down south and everywhere go to a place called Saitai. This is the worst fucking bus terminal I've ever seen in my life. They're going to be able to go straight in there and they're going to be able to commute straight into the city. It is a beautiful goddamn thing. I am excited for all my Thai folks because guess what? Hell has been lifted. You are now at the second level. Now, we're going to have to wait probably about... Because even with these train stations, it's not like the beautiful New York. Although their subway station smells like pure dog shit. And I'm not joking about that. <sighs> there aren't like stations on every single corner, right? But at least it's going to make life easier. The development around each specific like train station, those prices are going to be jacked up, but it's going to bring more opportunity right? And it's going to make life easier for you guys. So I'm absolutely ecstatic about that. Here are the four questions. So how does rail travel sometimes cause health problems? I get angry because this, again, the blue line, you know I love it. The red line is the fastest line. The gold line is only three stations. The purple line is actually a little bit slow. It's not that they're late. It's the fact that it's just slow. It travels maybe at 40 kilometers per hour, okay? I mean, it, it feels like it. It feels like it's slow as shit, all right? They're just entirely too many goddamn stops. Um, and the airport rail link, I got no problem with the airport rail link. It comes every 10 minutes. It should come every like two minutes because they do got new trains. But I don't know why they're not supplying the, the, those, the new beautiful six carriage monsters onto the airport rail link. I don't know. I don't know who runs this goddamn place. But does it cause health problems? Yes, it, gets, it makes me angry. It makes me angry. I would love to cuss out the train because it's always late. Always late. So yes, I get very annoyed by when I have to wait and wait and wait and say, God damn, it's been like eight minutes and this train hasn't come yet. But the blue line doesn't have that problem. So it raises my tension. How about you? Sitting in traffic? Oh God, no, no way. Guys would say, oh, you should get a car. Get a car and just sit in traffic? Are you crazy? This is the most poorly constructed mega city in all of the world, okay? Oh, well, I know, okay, New Delhi, Mumbai, Manila, I've uh, Jakarta, I've heard, I've, I've seen the photos, I've seen the gridlocks. But to see how this goddamn city was constructed, you could get lost so quickly. I know, well, in Japan, Tokyo, I understand that. But in Tokyo, at least the, the roads are designed perfectly. You're not just going to get, but like completely fucking lost as you would here in Thailand. The signs are so jacked up. That what if you do not make the decision to just get in this lane, you're going, you're gonna have to make a U-turn five kilometers out. Like it's dumb. That's all there is to it. So why are these problems dangerous? Well, obviously, I understand that out there in Tokyo, out there in London, perhaps even in New York, there are a ton, a lot of people that get on, uh, not having that type of air circulation in there. And of course, during the COVID days, that is a cesspool of everything. So luckily there's a lot of work from home that people can do. You only have to work at the office maybe three days a week now, which is really cool and neat. Um, yeah, so those could be some of the dangerous pitfalls, just arriving to the gym late. And again, I, I still remember guys, let me put this story real quick into this podcast. I remember I got on my Siam station, one of the big hubs out here in Bangkok. And the next thing you know, it just stops abruptly. And I'm like, huh? It takes 10 minutes to get to the next station, which only would take one minute. It just kept stopping. And I'm like, oh, no, not now. It takes another 10 minutes to get to the other station. They say, okay, listen, it's shut down. I said, what? 
Guys, I had to walk maybe about three kilometers, a route that I normally run in the morning, sometimes at that time. And I had to take a taxi that I do believe was corrupted because the meter was going up far too fast for just too short of a distance. And so as a matter of fact, I think it was like 80 baht to go from that location to there, which didn't make any sense in the world. Like 80 baht is like $3, but there are corrupted like little meter things. So again, that next morning, it started messing up again. A lot of people had complained about it. This is notorious of the green line. Now the green line, I still do take the green line. I'm gonna take the green line about four hours to go to a beautiful company party to hopefully meet a lot of wonderful business clients. But, and, and it's great because it goes all the way out to an area called Patuntani, which now, it, that, which now will have the red line with Rongsit and other lines. You know what I mean? It's awesome. But at the same time, oh my God, you're trying to bump up ticket pricing as this article just said, but you're not even punctual. Like you suck. You break down all the time. You're like the commuter, the KTM out there in Kuala Lumpur. An absolute travesty. I got some folks who listen to me out there and uh, I think Selangor and Shah Alam. Listen, I've taken the train to Shah Alam. And again, that train goes like every hour. Are you serious? you might as well just pull that piece of garbage out. They're building a lot of lines, but God damn, man. Like, oh boy, I don't know. Y'all just leave it there. I'm just going to leave it there. Let's keep it going. Why don't rail companies provide longer trains? Well, obviously because it's not profitable. Longer trains or more trains, more carriages. How about that? Yeah, everybody's always asked. Guys, there's a lot of platform here. Guys, I'll give you the biggest thing. The airport rail link right? This is the old one, not the new big, beautiful red line that's coming out later on this month. It's a shorter one. Guys, it serves, when the international, like when people start coming in again, which is going to happen very soon, thank, all thanks to these big vaccines that are finally emerging, man, people have to wait like two, three trains. But guess what? The platform is maybe double and a half than what the train is. Why did the government never invest into a new, uh, new carriages? Okay. Oh, well, this and that. Okay, I got it. What about the new red lines that you guys got? I understand like it's eight, it, it, they, it's a six and four. The, you got the four carriage that runs from the Western suburbs into the city at the main station. And then you got the big behemoth of a six carriage one. Why don't you guys extend anything from the fucking city center at Payatai station, which connects with that bullshit ass green line and goes all the way to the main, man, man, fuck y'all. How about that? Oh my God. You guys probably don't even know what I'm talking about, but God damn, I'm stressed. And now you guys understand why people got health problems because you guys are literally like, kids in a playground can you imagine bringing two kids together hey how you guys doing today we're fine hey do you guys want to you know build a drink yeah let's build a train okay how much do you want to cost i don't know let's charge as much as we goddamn can oh okay where do you want to build it i don't know let's stick three stations in the middle of goddamn nowhere um i don't know how about let's just uh bump up the prices although we can bump it up bump 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 it up and you know we're just gonna continue like making the service even shittier it's crazy. I don't know. It's crazy as hell. Oh my God. What can be learned from this? Yeah, I, want, I want you guys to take away something from this. My stress level has gone up since uh, the beginning of this podcast, as you guys may uh, hear. But at the same time, it's something whereas it's a beautiful thing to see Thailand and see 
how everything is changing. Guys, there was a video I came across. <laughs> there weren't many trains out here just like 20 years ago. The blue line got installed the fourth. And I mean, just two years ago, they finally had the big loop of the blue line. It makes it very, very easy for me to go from my company, a business client, straight to my home. It only takes like 30 minutes. And it's a very comfortable train after they drop people off at the purple line, which goes to the Northwest suburbs. So to see this red line open, oh man, that I saw the video, that thing moves. We're talking 140. I know Japan, y'all got fucking trains that go about 17,000 miles per hour, boy. Yeah. I know. I know. Listen, y'all got the best train system in the world. Okay. Congratulations. Singapore, you're following up by one. Okay. Big shout out to Japan. Y'all the best of the best. Okay. All right. Europe is actually pretty amazing too, because all the countries are connected, you know, but I heard maybe some trains do kind of suck out there, but you guys get what I'm saying, man. It's good to see a city like Thailand finally start getting trains. And to be honest, COVID was the greatest thing that ever happened because a lot of people, they don't commute every day to the city, making it very, very easy to go, for, you know, to take the train in the morning rather than being in big squishes. So Japan, you guys got to adapt. You have to adapt to work from home environment. You know, people should work like at work maybe two days a week. It makes life easier. Singapore, wherever it is, where you have to just sit on buses for a long time. I know if you're there, restaurants, okay, my dental office, place I used to work at like 600,000 years ago. I get it. I understand all that craziness. I get it. I get it. I get it. <sighs> but some people, they could work from home, especially the amazing workers that work at these international companies in the business district, which is only about four stops from here. They opened up another station, by the way, at one of the hospitals I go to get my, my routine checkup at every year. And they're continuing to open up more and more and more. And, and it just feels really good to be a part of it and to see it happen, you know, and they're connecting everything too, man. And seeing the yellow line, the pink line, the light blue line, the brown line, the gray lines that are going to start going up. That orange line is going to be unbelievable, surreal, surreal, meaning it's incomprehensible how important that line is because it goes through one of the worst areas in terms of traffic ever, the orange line. So to see this, guys, to see this happen, I know it's like, damn, Arson, you're talking a lot about trains. Guys, this is a mega city without a formidable transportation system. Do you understand? People are sitting in their cars for fucking three hours during a commute. And you know what? When this rainy season comes again, that road I told you about, that red line, I had a student get off work at 5 p.m. He didn't get home till midnight because he was sitting on that road because of floods. Now do you guys understand why this is so important? So in saying that, guys, we got some listening, I believe, we're going to be doing in the next podcast and all this other good stuff. Um, again, um, talking about your journey, using different purposes. Ah, we probably won't be listening to that, but we're going to listen to the pros and cons uh, in regards to uh, some listenings that we're going to be doing coming up. Yeah? So... And saying that, commuting times, we're going to be listening to four different people's commuting times. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be phenomenal. So, guys, get ready for a wonderful slate of ESL podcasts coming up, man. 
again, this is just the elementary level. That's why I'm talking so much about a variety of things. When we get into the season seven, that's when things are going to get really good, all right? And if you guys want season seven and you want some coaching and you want to build some of your writing report, business writing and everything, reach out to me. I got the Patreon batch. And that's going to be going over there to Podia coming up soon. So you stay tuned for that. And with that being said, guys, stay tuned for more. Over and out.